All right, we start this week off with a frustrated Coach Park, who sits all of his popular ballers this week, but his backups wouldn't go down without a fight, as Chuba, Duba, and Austin Hoopa each snag a touchdown, as Aaron inoculated, not immunized Rodgers, and the God Kings limp over the popular ballers' intentional kneel, as Ryan, one tree Tannehill, doesn't want to be anything other than what he's been trying to suppose to be. As a winner in the NFL and fantasy, popular ballers 81, God Kings 98. What? All right, next we go down to the Dr. Seuss and Gotham City, where Hawes and the Knights take on the Abbey of Touchdowns. And as Coach Gary was thinking Arby's, as he goes cheddar roast beef formation, rumbling, stumbling, bumbling his way to a victory. As George Kittle, Dan Arnold, and Dawson Knox getting horsey sauce everywhere. The Gotham Knights struggle to hang on to the football for not one, not two, but six turnovers this week. However, the snag scraps. They snag the scraps for the median win. Gotham Knights 108, touchdown to Abbey 152. Let's head out to where the sun sets as Flamin' Hot Cheetahs scraped by by the skin of their Cheeto dust as Devontae Smith goes burrito lays in this one, saying, Bet you can't have just one touchdown as he scores two on the day. The Marley Magic is his own worst enemy this week, leaving a sick chub in his starting lineup. And with a trade mid-game of Mike Evans has me asking, Please tell me why. Magic 88, Cheetahs 95. We head out to the pasture for this next game where the Matriarchs and Coach with them meet my Bruce Matthews. The Matriarchs went out to the country and had a big Mac attack as Mac Jones enters the game, passing for three buns on the day with two meat patties to Hunter, Wendy's, Henry as the Matriarchs get the median point. But finally, after weeks and weeks, Jacoby Myers Lemon gets to squeeze that fruit and taste that juice, catching the third touchdown from Jones. My goodness, finally that man gets one. Then, led by Jalen Hurt so good. Come on, baby, make it hurt so good as he looks more and more able to play real football for the Bruce Matthews. The Matriarchs 111, the Bruce Matthews 163. Woo! And finally, we head on down to catch the number one place winner faces an owner Keener host the feisty Colton Hyen and Pick Kings. Getting a kicked off right with a CD Devo, both saying these nuts out the gates and putting up huge weeks for the winner faces. The Pit Kings tried to answer with a pair of Tyler Conkling of games touchdowns, but would end up getting doubled up. Winner faces 205, Pit Kings 93. everybody and welcome back to the week 10 recap of your corporate global football podcast i'm your host hunter hawes and i'm your host william spicer spicer it's good to be back uh thanksgiving's next week the holiday season is upon us and uh the meat the turkey is really cooking up in our playoff race oh yeah it is getting uh tight and bunchy down there Yep, the, the little string is tied tightly around the legs of the drumstick or whatever it's called, the little legs down there. Uh, we're, we're trying to see who's going to get the honors to cut it, but we're going to have to wait. Um, honestly, I was telling you before we got on the call, didn't watch one snap of football this weekend, just had a lot going on. Uh, grad school, other stuff. I, I had a weekend practice for basketball that we could talk about later, and I even went and saw that horrible uh, Marvel movie, Eternals. So just a lot going on. Oh, oh, that is a a busy weekend. Uh, it was a bad, bad uh, Marvel movie. I I guess it wasn't 
it wasn't a bad movie as much as it was just very boring. Uh, and I was I thought maybe it being like different from the other ones might have made it good, but I think mm-hmm. it was just just not an interesting film. Like I didn't care about any of the characters or any of anything that was happening. Um, but again, it wasn't necessarily bad. It was like well shot even, and there was some good acting. But like, who cares about those those people? Not me. And I, I if anyone would, it would be me. So that's a problem. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So it's a. Uh, it was rough. It's gonna be rough. It, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that. I hate that for. Is it someone who's already really famous who made it, or is it kind of a new attempt type? Of the the director was was a the Oscar winning Chloe Zhao. I believe I'm saying her name right. Um, what did she won an Oscar for? I couldn't tell you because I'm an uncultured swine. But, um, <laughs> I could look it up and kind of try to waste time. You know. There was so many famous people in it that it got a lot of like hype, like Angelina Jolie, for heaven's sake. Um, and I don't even know what she won an Oscar for because I just Googled it and it didn't come up immediately, which means, sorry, I'm out. <laughs> wow. Well. Best picture, too. I still don't know what it was for. Huh. Nomadland, maybe? Is that a thing? No idea. This is One like, of our listeners is cringing right now, and I yeah. I kind of love it. it should be. I'm just gonna I'm gonna assume <laughs> we'll that talk about Nomadland. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that Nomadland that she directed must have been what won Best Picture only because I see that the first person in the cast is Frances McDormand. So surely that was it. Okay, so that this is not good. Then this is if <laughs> potentially this no. is not good. Okay. Oh, here's the transition though. Almost as not good as the fact that I got a median win with 108 points. Yeah, you had a <laughs> you snuck you snuck a another rough weekend there along with all of your points <laughs> against. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, really, really thankful. Speaking of Thanksgiving, for for getting that victory because again, this little things keep happening to keep the Gotham Knights going. Um, it, I hope that me trading for Mike Evans puts an end to it. Maybe is that where we should start? That's where we normally start trades, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's been another one, um, but I sent away my 2023 first and Larry Roundtree for Mike Evans. Uh, what was your reaction when you saw it go down? Um, I mostly thought like in the middle of a game, my goodness, that's cold. Yeah, that was a bummer. That was a bummer. Uh, I forgot to make it expire, so it didn't work out well for me. It wouldn't have mattered anyways. I still would have lost, but um, I would have liked to have him out there, you know. Yeah, and um, Larry Roundtree's been getting some work, and first round pick, Mike Evans is twenty eight. I think it's. Fu- I thought it was like fine. It was. It, I think that the trade, if it would have happened like today, everyone would have would have been like, oh, big like, I don't know. I think it felt shocking to me just in, at the it, timing. Yeah, I mean, it shocked me, and I proposed the trade. I think I had sent it, like, two days before that, and I don't know. Like I said, I was busy, so I I didn't, like, pay enough attention on there. And uh, I was glad to see it go through because, I mean, it didn't – like I said, I had to do this, but I ended up starting Ricky Seals-Jones, who I picked off waivers, and Alex Collins as my two flex players, who combined for 12 points. So – Trying to still win, uh, I just had so many guys on by last week. Um, it, it was ugly. So glad to have Mike Evans, uh, original Gotham Knight, back on the squad. 
Yeah, back back to his home team. Yeah, homecoming. Um, well, I we, I guess we can just finish the matchup because I pretty much talked about all the interesting parts. Uh, most people on my team are bad except for my running backs. That's kind of the sum up of the Gotham Knights. Um, get a two point game for Matt Ryan. Gotta love that. Uh, benching him, so I, I hope he doesn't go off while we're playing or recording this because since they're playing right now. Yeah, nothing. I'm not seeing anything so far. I have it up like on another tab, but so I haven't really been paying much attention. Uh, That's good. But yeah, only 21 attempts too. It's just yeah, he got um, benched, and I mean they were getting blown out, but still, it was just rough. Yeah, tough. I don't even know what that's. Cowboys being so mad, they caught the Cowboys on the wrong week. You know. Yeah. The Falcons are a team that, like, yeah, if you're not paying attention, they'll beat you. <laughs> but, like, if the Cowboys are paying attention, they will absolutely just crush you. Yeah, C.D. Lamb had a huge bounce-back game. Um, So, yeah, just a lot of bad, 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 bad games for the Gotham Knights again. Um, But, man, I'm so happy about my running backs there, keeping me alive there. Uh, The touchdown Abby had uh, just a solid double win week with scoring 152. Had some underperformers uh, for sure, but uh, a lot of their kind of key guys did okay. Uh, Michael Carter got some garbage time work. Stupid Leonard Fournette got eight catches for 45 yards. It was a bunch of his points. Um, and then Josh Allen also had a pretty solid game. Yeah, and you know, I uh, in preparing, I'm going to call this. This is, I I think I'd call it that Coach, Coach Rary Groth was, he was thinking Arby's. And I call this the uh, roast mm. beef and cheddar lineup with that three tight end set. Um, yes, and I love it. Yeah, getting big in the back. Ooh. It worked. It did. Uh, Dawson Knox had a bad game, uh, but the other two guys did great. Uh, Dan Arnold has, I believe, kind of been consistently scoring well since he got traded to Jacksonville. So, um, kind of a sneaky. Pickup. He got that trade. He got him from a trade from me way back in the summer. Uh, I acquired Dwayne Haskins as a flyer. Looks like I should have held on to Dan Arnold there. Yeah, how could you? He, he so he goes to the Jags, and now you're right though. He has uh, 18 points, 12 points, and 16 points in the last three games, and he's been targeted 25 times. Yeah, you can't beat that. That's so. pretty good. You uh, you're definitely happy, and that's that's a great flex spot uh, scoring. So, look at that, Dan Arnold again. Another example, as I've kind of said all season and preseason, that Touchdown Nabby just needed some people on his team that weren't good last year to just like become good, and it's happened, and we've seen the results. Yeah, they're they're kind of cruising right now. They're just they're trucking along. They are, uh, and they keep their spot up at the number two spot. Um, let's go down to, oh, I, I can't help but look at and marvel at this alternate logo that the winner faces are rocking right now. Uh, they put up 205 against the Pit Kings, uh, knocking on the door there again of a scoring record, but, uh, led from an amazing game, five touchdowns, 400 yards from Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And it's so hard. It's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. That, he has to be the leader, but it's hard not to say like CD Lamb or Debo or Hunter Henry yeah. catching two buckets. It was just a great week. Everyone, including yeah. Christian McCaffrey scoring insane points without touchdowns. Yep. 
Yeah, uh, this is the Christian McCaffrey oh no week for the winter faces. Yeah, this like is... oh, oh wow, that's what it, it's going to be like. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say this is this is uh, pr- this is problems. This is problems. Yeah, not to mention the winter faces on the bench get Ramondre <laughs> Ramondre Stevenson coming in for the Patriots and getting twenty carries and twenty seven points uh, since uh, Harris was out. So just what he needed, another break there. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I love Ramondre. He's awesome, but yeah, he's he's good, and yeah, we know it. Yep, absolutely. Um, I was thinking about Debo, even though I didn't watch the game live. I saw some clips on Twitter of a couple of his plays, and that dude is just so fun to watch. Yeah, he's really good. He's. I actually, I really thought the Titans were going to use AJ Brown with Julio out, like Debo. I think the that yeah. Kyle Shanahan's gotten a lot of hate recently on like not winning and just general people are annoyed with him. But yep. whatever he does to design runs for Devo Samuel, it's very good. He's very good at it, and Devo's very good at doing it, and it's amazing. Yeah, and you know AJ Brown has that same body style and ability, so that would be would be fun. But it's I I really normally don't like the 49ers uniforms, but Debo looks very good in it just running dudes over like a running back as a wide receiver I, li- I really like watching him play yeah um on the other side here we've got the pick kings with pretty much disappointment from top to bottom hmm. uh tyler conklin really the only guy that you're proud of uh russell gage just giving you a good old-fashioned zero burger uh right after he seemed to maybe come on the scene a little bit and take up with the falcons but yeah very disappointing week for the pit kings yeah it was i think only one person hit projection maybe two people so just a tough week really was all across the the week i'm not sure if we've said this explicitly yet i mean i we we hinted at it with my score getting a median win but we had um one two three four five teams under a hundred points um normally if you're you know, then we might have one team under that and it's embarrassing, but having half the league score that low is very odd. I'm not sure what happened if it was a low touchdown week or uh, I, I don't know. Do you have you looked into this at all? So it's funny you say this because when I was looking through the week, one of the things I noticed is that there were a lot of turnovers this week. Um, uh-huh. So, for example, like your team had six turnovers just on your starters. And so I think there were a lot of defensive and special teams touchdowns. Okay. And that would keep the points out. Which keep points out and subtracts points, that many points from starting lineups. That's um, true. But and so it seemed like there was a lot more just turnovers in general this week. There was like a there were two special teams fumbles I think this week. The Saints had one and the Bucks had one I think. Um so I think that that was a lot of it. Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, those interceptions and fumbles can add up quickly on like missed point opportunities for, for fantasy for sure. And yeah, if defense is scoring a touchdown, then you're just putting the other team's offense right back out. And if it's happening multiple times per game, then I can definitely see that. So uh, yeah, I was just wondering, because like I said, pickings being low too. Um, but it did it them having that week uh, and pushing them down below the matriarchs it just it's crazy we can kind of take a quick 
sideline here of the games to talk about the standings. So Matriarchs are in fourth place at 10 and 10. Pit Kings are fifth at 9 and 11. I'm also 9 and 11 in sixth place. Uh, we're only separated by about 30 points there. Um, and then Flamin' Hot Cheetahs and God Kings are both 8 and 12, 7 and 8. Um, and then you, they've got a little bit bigger of a, a point spread there. But um, it looks like Marley Magic is probably out of it, would you say? Um, at 5 and 15, I don't know. Be- they do have A.J. Dillon now starting, so we'll see how long Aaron Jones oh, that's true. is out. Um, So, yeah, and he has Stafford on by. So, you know, that's nice. Get a recovery for, like, your best, one of your biggest boom players, I think. You know, or, like, one of your top contributors. He has yeah. uh, Brian Edwards, who's looking like could be a contributor. It's So, I think that he has a, a shot, as long as he has Travis Kelsey I don't think it's totally out of the question to make the playoffs, but yeah, he's got a really tough schedule. Um, though his last four matchups are against you, me, Katie, and um, I just lost it. Sorry, but even just those three that I just mentioned mm-hmm. um, are going to be tough. Uh, you, me, Katie, and oh, Rob. So yeah, yeah. very tough matchup for for him to close the season out that'll be tough to climb that up so um i i was wondering if that was part of his thinking and accepting the mike evans trade was to just go ahead and get another first even though it's for not this coming year but the next one um but yeah we'll see so uh the reason he's there in part is because he lost 88 to 95 against the cheetahs who are right behind me now as well uh just a game behind so um cheetahs had a bad week as well but pulled off that horrid ugly win 95 points yeah, it was a that was a a tough tough matchup. Colt McCoy did horribly. Trevor Lawrence has just seemed, you know, like how Jacksonville players seem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, the, the, the whole the Seattle Seahawks situation. I want no part of that very much at all. Yeah, they haven't been pretty. Um, I was hoping, you know, maybe it's just shaking the one. I don't know. You know, Russ is back, and maybe he just they need to shake one off or something. That's what I'm kind of hoping. Um, but they get to play Arizona this week, so they're either going to get the crappy out of them, or maybe we can get some type of shootout and some points up because I really need Russ to get back to form. Yeah, uh, Gasicki um, too on the on the zero yeah. for seven. Zero oh for seven. Whew. That's hard. And what an indictment, too, of uh, Jared Goff, the fact that <laughs> Noah started Colt McCoy over him, and they it wasn't that bad of a choice. They were only three points difference. Yeah, if, if Colt McCoy just, like, wouldn't turned it up, wouldn't have turned the ball over, he would have Yeah. He would have done better. Right. Yeah, a fumble and an interception definitely hurt him there. So just ugly all the way around. Um, I, I don't feel bad not wasting a lot of time here. I, I think you... You do still love what you're getting out of Devontae Smith. Uh, another 22-point game, couple touchdowns um, caught there, so very nice. Oh, yeah. he's. Still, I mean, this is the thing, just waiting on the his players are looking good, and soon they'll become more consistent, you know? Yep, and still hasn't had Saquon return, so um, that, that was something that made me nervous about the 
the playoff race was that he has that coming because when I look at it all, I still like I don't like really anyone up from four through eight. Like picking two of those to miss is is hard. Um, my guess would be Noah would be one of them, but I'm still kind of waiting for it to all click for the God Kings. So, mm. uh, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be tough. We'll just keep watching it. Um, but, yeah, Katie does uh, separate herself a little bit with that median win and her loss to you. You scored 163, which was the second highest this week. Good performance against Katie's 111. Um, and the newly acquired Mike White for you uh, put up a rough game and looks like he lost his starting job. He did, but I got Flacco back again. So we're, I, <laughs> I, I now just have the entire Jets quarterback room, which historically is not wise. Very What bad. a blessing. Um, however, uh, yeah, he, he started, got me points. It was between him and P.J. Walker, and it was close. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a PJ Walker weird situation with Cam Newton, which I guess we it is appropriate to talk about here since Katie has Cam. Um, so what wh- what did you think about that? He comes he comes back in like vultures a rushing touchdown from I guess McCaffrey, and then throws four passes. One goes goes for a touchdown. They win the game big against Arizona that was injured. What a bizarre comeback! Yeah, this is going to be. This is one of those strange games. Also, P.J. Walker, I don't know if you saw, when you talk about game, he was 22 of 29 for 167 yards. Yeah, that's um, impressive, honestly. Which is, which is like, because I don't, <laughs> I mean, he obviously can't throw the ball downfield, right? Like, right. He, that's not his thing. But Cam Newton is, I feel like, kind of what uh, Taysom, they want Taysom Hill to be like, but they use them instantly way better than the yes. Saints have now. yes. Which goes to to show what I always have said, like, it's just because Taysom's white. Like, if you use an actual athletic person in that role, it would be better. And I know Cam Newton is, is has been way better than that, so that's insulting to him to say that that's all he could be. But it is funny that you're right. Like, oh, yeah, look, here's some gadget, gadgetry, and here's two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I it think- is funny that uh, 10, I don't know how many of Cam's three completions were to christian mccaffrey but uh, christian mccaffrey had 10 receptions i don't know if they were all from uh pj walker or not i don't know that's a lot so many receptions though but that that explains the 22 completions for only 167 just a little dump offs yep take what you get um oh we have to celebrate oh. congratulations jacoby myers oh yes oh finally finally <laughs> Let the dog Bop eat. the champagne. <laughs> I, yeah, this is a side note. In the other league, I just traded for him and I before this game week, and I'm so happy he got to score a touchdown, his first touchdown on my team. Yeah, you got to love that. Very, very nice. I'm sure um, Z Pittman is very sad that he let his boy go and then he scored a touchdown. Coincidence? I don't know. Hmm. People are asking. Well, um, Let's yeah. see. Uh, Stephon Diggs had a monster game. Yeah. Uh, thirty points against the Jets just destroyed them. Yeah, just, just caught everything. Just caught most of the stuff for a lot of yards. Um, and also, I saw. Speaking of another player who, even though I am not watching games, that I do enjoy seeing film of is Justin Jefferson. Like the dude is cold, just nasty. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. He had I watched that whole game and watching it, I was like, oh my gosh. He's even better than I realized. Like, he's yeah. like that. You just throw the ball over there. 
and he can like adjust his body. Yeah. That's that's how I felt too since I owned him in that other league. I was like, man, he he's had kind of a quiet season, which is impressive since he was had so much hype. But I think like Jamar Chase just being so good has kind of like like him being demoted from like the number one d- dynasty wide receiver to like the number one B or two or whatever has like somehow taken attention off of him. But the, so this Sunday was a good reminder of why he is so good. Yeah. There's another, that dynasty builders podcast that has him ranked as third or fourth. It's like they have Jamar CD and Tyreek still. Nah. Yeah. I like CD Lamb, but I would rather oh, have Justin Jefferson. I'll, I'll never live down from Wyatt. The wouldn't you have rather pick CD? Nope. I don't know, dude. <laughs> CD is so good. Yeah. I just think Justin Jefferson's cooler because he wears purple. I don't want the Cowboys are lame. No, they're awesome now. <laughs> I mean, sure, but like, I just I can't get into the Cowboys thing. Yeah, I kind of Dak. like it. I kind of like. I think they've uh, been. I think they were so cliche, and they've been bad long enough now that now it would that be like okay. a cliche win. <laughs> yeah, it'd be fine. Yeah, maybe I I could see that being true. Um, I I don't think I've gotten there. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, CD Lamb is cool. I'm not I'm not hating. Um, uh, let's see if there's anything here. Uh, Zeke had a good game too, and that blowout a good twenty points for Katie. Um. What is your team going to be looking like without Aaron Jones for a couple weeks? James Conner and Alvin Kamara is like practicing and stuff. So I kind of have to wait and see what's going on. Like yeah, I saw he he actually missed practice today. So yeah, um, could be bad. Yeah. So if he doesn't go, then it will be uh, probably Devontae Freeman. Yeah. Things are, are just messy this year. You got to start gut. Like we, I feel like we've had a lot of teams, not just myself, but we've seen a lot of people having to start waiver pickups. I don't remember it being like that last year, but um, just a lot of churning on the the bottom of the rosters. Even today on a Thursday, we had like five or six waiver pickups. Yeah, just I think we still, I mean, COVID is part of it still. True. I think. And then I don't know. It's, I think it's just a lot of teams got hurt really early on, so they never had, like, the person they wanted. So they, they roulette it, too. Like the Ravens, right? That's true. Um, so I think that that's yeah, They've funny. really gone through gone through a lot of bodies. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, the Titans, right? Like, when you lose Derrick Henry, then all of a sudden it's like, well, we can't replace him. So then you just go staple it back. So that just seems to happen for a lot of teams. Yeah. No, that's a great point. I I am curious to see like at the end of the season. I'd love to look at um kind of like top twenty finishes at certain positions and see what the the point total looks like. I I know you'll you'd have to adjust it because of the extra game, but like is a top twenty RB or wide receiver this year like lower scoring than normal? You know, like because mm. m- right now Miles My- Gaskin is RB twenty, and that shocks me. He has been awful. Like maybe because he had one thirty-point game, but he's had several games where he scored like five points. Yeah, it's. And I think some of it is just about the continuous usage, right? Like. Yeah, maybe so. And maybe so, just not missing one single game. That I guess that can make a big difference. Yeah, and 
And so this is where it's interesting because I guess you could say like, well, yeah. So then is Miles Gaskin, is he kind of just a waiver and you hope, or like you just kind of are hoping to catch, you can't start him all the time, but because of his availability, he's valuable. Yeah. It, it's, it's very odd. It's like um, Alex Collins in Chris Carson's absence has started on my t- team like several weeks and it's because everyone else is either hurt or on by, but he's he's not doing well. And it's just, I don't know. It, it's very odd. I, maybe the, I'm just more aware of it, uh, tracking everybody the last couple of years for the podcast or something. I don't know. I feel like I've just been more aware of uh, those types of plug and plays. And again, this is all going to get worse next year when we have an extra flex spot. Oh, yeah. With, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Have I, have I made my pitch on the podcast about an idea about it about it being I don't know. a super flex spot instead oh gosh that would be nuts so what it, what i was thinking is instead of us playing two quarterback this is like our way to move into just playing a super flex league but if you have two quarterback it, or three oh, or whatever it saying. doesn't devalue it but that also doesn't mess up anyone with roster space just the thought i've, mm. I've been kicking around interesting because if we're yeah. ever going to get out of two quarterback, which it seems like a lot of leagues don't, I'm kind of indifferent whether we have to or not, but it's something I thought about. Yeah. My gut reaction would be, I think I could see pros and cons of both. If we were 12 team, like we would on, we would have only ever been super flex. And I think that's the only reason that we stay. Mm. It, or I would uh, The only argument I would make is just because of the 10 team. But if we ever expanded, we would have to do that. So um, something to think about for sure. Okay, that's that's a great point about the ten team versus twelve. So. Yeah, because that's an extra uh, four quarterbacks that make a big difference. Hmm. Um. All right. Well, let's finish up with another uh, just banger of a game. Ninety-eight points for the God Kings versus eighty-one for the tanking, trying to lose popular ballers. Would have been very hilarious if they had uh, accidentally won while tanking. I said it in Slack, but I think they they called it in too early. Yeah, maybe it's at this point though they've called it in, so it can't they can't be too late. So yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, you you think especially after seeing this week, you know, it's a two win week. Yeah, I, I think potentially so. Yeah, exactly, and and I, I guess. Everyone's different. Uh, like I had, I was in a similar scenario last year in in that other league that we're in, where I was actually trying to tank, but I kept winning. So then I decided at the when I realized I was going to make the playoffs, um, I made a couple trades to make myself more competitive for that run, and I ended up losing in the first round. And then I kind of was like, oh man, like I kind of wish I hadn't made those two trades, you know? Mm-hmm. So. It just depends. Like, if you are one of those people that's super optimistic, or you're just like, no, I just want to make it into the playoffs because anything can happen, which is true, then I guess if you push on. But maybe, you know, Aaron had the foresight. Well, even if I squeak in, like, I don't feel great about my chances. I'm just, I'd rather have the first pick than the sixth pick. Yeah. Yeah. And or I think that that is fair. Whatever. Fifth. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that's fair too. And he still has his first. So it may, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um as far as the players go, the uh 
it is depressing scrolling through these scores, seeing all the single digits. Like it's truly ugly to look at. Um, but I guess you know Ryan Tannehill did have a good game against the Saints as the the Titans got a good win. I didn't know anything about this game. Didn't see anything about it. How the Titans look uh, with the banged up offense? Um, they looked fine. I would say it was mostly Titans defense. Uh, they had a another pick six, I think, or like they had some turnovers, which always helps. And then I don't know. They missed they the Saints missed two extra points, <laughs> so. Oh, so that was the difference. Yeah, but uh, the Crazy. offense kind of looked fine. It was, I don't know. It's what Ryan Tannehill does. He like spreads the ball around. If he doesn't have Derrick Henry, then he just goes to like making reads and throwing the ball i think yeah it's very boring offense offense generally right and we've talked about that but that's if that if the defense is good enough to to allow that to win then that's great because that's an improvement over the last year's version of the titans yeah i mean it's trevor simeon right so and that's true that's true against the other side so like we had a that's that's fair it wasn't like it's the best offense, but the Bucks lost to that offense too. So, yeah, and the Titans have beat the other team with good offenses. So, yeah. you know, every week you take what you get. This is a W. Um, would you be surprised or or like does it shock you that Devonte Adams is the wide receiver four on the season? No. Like I know that was the expectation, but I feel like he's had a very quiet year. I don't know if it's because the like Rogers socio political like drama has overshadowed the production or what, but that, that kind of surprised me that he was doing that well. Yeah, this was, so this is one of them. So he's wide receiver four on the season, but only number nine and standard. So just on pure volume, mm. he bumps yep. up five spots, you know, which that's what I was thinking. It was just, he's like the only person who catches the ball. I, I think yeah. the only reason I think Devonte Adams would be good is because having Aaron Jones and I'm like, his catching volume is sometimes there, but not like it was last season. So, and it's funny because that's not typical of him, like for his career. Like he's not typically a volume guy. Like they've always had like a Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb type of other player to to catch a lot of those shorter passes and stuff. So I'm I'm a little surprised that there's that much of a difference in him this season. Yeah, and I guess. The only thing I know that they've been running with AJ Dillon. They they really like pounding the rock mm-hmm. more. But I think uh the MVS was hurt for a pretty good chunk of the season and just came back. And then Tunyon would have been like the other one who also was hurt. So I think he also just yeah, lost that's true. his like other people like that. That's true, yeah. Tunyon would have been a good short target to catch a bunch of balls. Yeah. Um, yeah, even Rodgers himself uh, kind of struggled a little bit, but he missed time too, and he's still a wide or a quarterback fourteen on the on the year, so he's still doing his thing. Yeah. yeah. All right, um, Cordero Patterson out, so uh, that's that's going to sting on the God Kings for this current week. Um, but that's all I've got for God Kings and Ballers. Yeah. The. The only other thing that I would say is that um, the God Kings do potentially have one extra quarterback right now. They're running with four starters. 
depending on how the whole Mason Rudolph Big Ben COVID thing goes. So I'm uh, always curious. And then the other one is Jamal Agnew playing for the Jags. Get the special teams oh, guy yeah. getting like gadget work. He's been very good. Yeah, playing or or not even playing, but like outproducing LaVisca Chenault at kind of LaVisca Chenault's role. Yeah. Very odd, but he seems great and he gets lots of targets. They're like for, they're like get him the ball. So I think that you consider in that Cole Beasley Marvin Jones. I think especially against like a a bad defense, it might be worth a shot. Yeah. You never know. That's going to be one of those tough uh, flex decisions that it would have been helpful for like a Hunter's Hunch to come in there. But uh, Hunter's Hunches has just been on the back burner. Sorry, folks. It's, it's just it's hard out there for a hunch. Hard out there for a hunch. Yeah. All right. Well, we kind of gave uh, the rundown of the standings. So uh, we, we also can congratulate the winner faces for officially clinching already. Uh, 17 and three, just no slowing down. And I was looking and uh touchdown Abby hasn't of- officially clinched. Um, but the only way he can miss the playoffs is if he loses every single game and all the other teams pass him in points four. So they would also have to win out. Um, so just one more W and we'll be celebrating touchdown Abby going from uh the bottom up to the top. Congrats to both of those organizations. Yes. Excuse me. I'm sorry. You can't yawn on a podcast, but I just did it. Um, Spicer, let's move on uh, to Coach's Corner. I was uh, I was thinking about it earlier today because I had to stay after practice for a while and talk to a parent. And honestly, between on game weeks, so like this week, like I could have a whole spinoff show with you that was an hour long just talking about. There's so much to, to cover. I don't even know where to start. Um, but let's start with, uh, well, I'll tell a story first and then I'll ask you a question. So I think I typed this in Slack, but I accidentally yelled or like, yeah, I guess I yelled it, the F word, uh, <laughs> at two of my players, um, during a JV game in which we won 12 to, to eight. Yes. I, so, I do remember this. <laughs> yes. So, um, I'm coaching the game and in just this is just my second game like coaching the JV team by myself and um i noticed instantly in the change like i i already became a like a only stand coach so all standing whole time even though they're small games like yelling stuff really kind of started to come into my own and i was getting really angry cuz we should not have been losing to this team they were bad mm-hmm. they even the coach was even letting her like little cousin play with them cuz he was in fourth grade and really good. And he was like play out playing a couple of my guys from effort alone. And that's what was getting me upset. And so when there was just a couple of minutes left and uh, the guy I knew had the best chance of like getting us back in was going back in to the game. And I just looked down at him and I, I was like, get us the effing lead. And he, his eyes like got big for not even really big, just like a little big. And then he, he just like nodded and was like, yes, sir. And so I think the reason I'm telling the story is because it's funny to me that like I overthought that for the next like 30 minutes. Like, oh, crap, I can't believe I did that. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And like 
he did he to him that was like completely normal like he's used to being talked to that way he plays football so you know it's worse there and then he goes in and he does it he scored the next six points and we won the game mm-hmm. um and it was just it was awesome um but I was like, oh no, that can't be a habit. That that's an accident, and I was so glad that the gym was loud enough that only he and the other kid checking in heard him. Yeah, heard me. Wow. So yeah, that's that that was my favorite moment of the week. Probably was it was was doing that, and it worked. I mean, it working in in as much as it probably would have happened anyways. But I'm 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 definitely gonna give the f bomb the credit. Oh, nice. Yeah. For some reason, I thought the story was like, was the setup for more story and something nope. bad happened next. So that's no. Okay. Nope. That's Woo. it. <laughs> I, I've been like on my edge of seat, like kind of anxious. So I'm very happy to hear. No, that. it's it's yeah. it's just as boring as that. Like it no. just, that was it. I even went up to him afterwards. I was like, I was like, hey, said a word I shouldn't have said it out there. I was like, uh, sorry about that. He was like, oh, no, it's good coach. Like that was the end of it. <laughs> That's great. Also, I was thinking, it is strange, but yeah, hearing a coach curse, especially like off to the side or like because they know that you're not a child, like you've heard, yes. like is it is sort of somewhat just refreshing, I guess. Yeah, it, it was funny. Today we finished Hatchet. Uh, we read the last chapter in the epilogue and you know there's nothing inappropriate in the whole book because it's just about a kid surviving in the forest i don't know if you've read it but on the last page of the whole book when the the pilot comes to rescue him spoiler alert um the pilot gets out of the plane and he's like damn you're that kid and i'm like seriously we had to put that in there like these are these sixth graders like are not going to be able to handle that and it's on the last page so it's going to be so distracting (laughs) so i like me and the other ELA teacher had this whole conversation like, oh, what's your plan going to be? Are you going to say it? Like, are you going to skip it? Are you going to say dang? But it, it was funny. I just said it and, and they just, you know, they got their giggle for two seconds and moved on. Yeah, that's great. Also, the nice thing about st- stuff like that is like sometimes that's something that like people remember. So they remember Hatchet because it's like, <laughs> oh, we said damn out loud in class. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's exactly right. So, um, so here's uh let's see i i was trying to think i i I had thought earlier at practice i had a question i was going to ask you um i don't know if i'll be able to remember but so let me set it up with it was i know what it was going to be about the topic was that i had my first i've had two parent interactions now and i have to be generic or careful even though i I know no one listens to this but our like five friends you know what if somebody did so we had a kid he used to start on our varsity team Mm -hmm. and he just i think he wasn't ready for it and so we we kind of had to bench him and then that didn't really go over well and like he's he kind of been like demoted to playing back on the b team and he is a sixth grader so like it was a big deal that he was playing up um and so not totally crazy that it's happening or anything not not like an insult to his pride or it shouldn't have been um but he definitely has been like moping a little bit and hasn't stayed like competitive to get that playing time back and I've been trying so hard to motivate him to like fight for his spot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but after the game on Monday, uh, one of his parents came up to me and the other coach afterwards and was like, <laughs> "You know, you took my son's confidence away. Now he can't play. Why isn't he playing?" Like th- it was like my first like, you know, one of those interactions, and I was like, "Oh gosh." Um, but we ended up staying in there for like an hour and talking him through it and he like came around to our side of seeing things, which was good. Um, you know, we are like, well, he 
doesn't try very hard in practice or he gets down instead of like when something bad happens, instead of it motivating him, he just gets sad. Um, and then I'll be dang if I didn't walk into practice today and I saw that kid out there, he was like leading drills and vocal, like telling people to like get in the right spots. I've never seen him like have a better practice after we, we ended up talking to the kid too, after the game. Okay. And it, this is really just a, like a good, wholesome, like win. And I really did not think it was going to go that way after a bad, uh, a bad starting parent interaction. So one, that's just a good story. But two, I'm guessing, or I guess the question I was going to ask you was like, in your board experience, like, did you personally have any of those or did you like get to experience them as a teammate of like insane parent in youth athletics? Oh gosh. So thank goodness for the most part, my family was very calm. I don't, (laughs) I don't remember ever feeling that embarrassed. You know what I mean? Yes, that's good. Um, there was, oh my gosh. It was there was a moment that it was like almost halftime in my senior year of football, and it was our quarterback and his dad screaming uh, at our coach about all kinds of stuff, and I was like going in with everyone yelling. It was bizarre. Oh. Uh, that was actually a great game though, because we came out and we kicked off, and they ran it back for almost a touchdown and scored, but we came back from twenty four nothing to win twenty seven twenty four. Like that's after awesome. halftime, so it was like pretty amazing. But that's why everyone was screaming. It was so. just a very tense environment. <laughs> yeah, and it was a, like a big rivalry game. So oh, it yeah. was, Classic. it was, uh, it was wild. Wow, yeah, it, it's crazy that. I mean, I guess it's not crazy because I've been around it all my life, even just by proxy, like hearing parents yelling at at coaches and stuff but now being on the other side of it i like realize how ridiculous it is (laughs) like you don't know like they just don't know anything like all of the hours that we spend at practice getting to know the kids getting to know how they respond in certain like pressures or certain parts of games or like oh like they don't know this play or like you know the 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 really funny stuff is yelling like oh like they should be pressing or like like our, we don't we, we haven't even taught a press yet you know like, or something like that that that's not even true but just as an example like yeah. it's just funny that the things and it makes me think of like like oh i probably do this all the time on my couch like or really that's what this whole podcast is i guess we're, we're yeah. just everyone thinks that they know something and like no nobody knows anything and it's very funny yeah i mean this is the the problem with us trying to analyze is like yeah you're not at practice you don't right. watch them like watch them be like okay run cover two run run whatever this is and see them do that a hundred times a thousand times however many times you know yeah it's like you know everyone's mad about trey sermon or like well why? kyle shanahan's just mad because he does or, or, or ben and Ayuk in the beginning of the year like he's they're just mad because he's blah, blah blah and i think maybe he's the one case where he really is odd and there really is something going on there that's not football related but at the end of the day like the dude is around those guys and was with them all summer. I think he knows what he has. Yeah, I guess. It's just so strange, right? Uh, sometimes yeah. you're just like, well, then do something. Trade them. Like, if you're not going to use them. But maybe they are using them. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, and then, of course, sure, there is, like, valid times, obviously, where, like, you know, even a, a 
normal old plebeian guy like us can see something from the couch and say, oh, they should have called timeout here. It should have done this. And like, yeah, that's probably true. But like also the pressure in those moments and the like the it, one thing I've learned to being on the bench as a coach and not as like a kid or like a someone in intramurals or something is like how little I even notice the crowd or environment. Like I actually don't hear very often what people are yelling at and stuff like that. It feels very much like like different than um, watching a game, even as like a front row Fred fanatic, you know? Yeah. Like I just feel, I feel so much more involved in what's actually happening that I'm not hearing the, like people like complaining about something. Oh, a ref should have called this. And I'm like, what? Like that? that no, he shouldn't have. They're, they're, that was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, you're, you're just too, you're too focused on trying to coach the game. You don't have, you can't, you can't take it in. Yeah. Um, oh, speak, speaking of, uh, here's another very, very, very small nugget, but, um, the kid that passed out and had a seizure on the court, uh, yeah. last week, um, he got cleared, um, by the doctors and his parents, um, with just like kind of a huge asterisk, like extreme caution, extreme <laughs> ease back in, um, type of thing. Uh, and we, we, we put him in for one minute, um, and he got like a huge ovation, like, but you know, both teams, fans cheering for him in, in that one minute, got two like awesome rebounds, came right back out, big ovation, very, very heartwarming. Oh, that's great. I'm so yeah. happy. That's so nice for the other, the other team did too. Yes, it was, it was very exciting. Um, so that, that's a good, a good heartwarming thing. Um, I also have another, uh, I've been tasked with another, like, I have to punish four players at our next practice for them, be, like, having discipline issues in the classroom. So, any tips, any any uh, requests I should uh, make these children do? Mm. Okay, so I was going to ask, what did you do last time? Because the last time, remember we were talking about yeah. what to do for this. And then you said you had to do another practice like that the next day or something. Yeah, so last time I, um, I made them pass a heavy ball back and forth to each other for like a few minutes um i made them run suicides i made them do wall sits um i made them do a lot of push-ups and like hold the push-up position while i like talk to them about being responsible that type of stuff Mm -hmm. what if you just made them sit and do nothing you just sit in the bleachers just do nothing. Yeah, I know I mean, that that sounds insane, but like you can't do anything except sit. I think out of this group of four, that would only be a punishment for one of them. Like <laughs> that type of of stuff is why they're in trouble. Two of them got in trouble because they're sixth graders, and during us teaching a new, um, a new press that we're adding in, um, they just like were goofing off and like. You know, you know how all the all kids like between the age of like seven and sixteen have like TikTok like ticks. Mm, not really. You, you know, it's like where they just like are they're just standing still like in the grocery store or whatever, and then they're just doing a TikTok dance to nothing. No, you no. haven't seen this. No, this is definitely a like a thing. I'm not like alone in this. People listening know what i'm talking about i've seen brady reference it before too in slack but like just be more observant when you're in public especially okay. if you're around middle-aged children 
or middle middle grade age children. Yeah. Um, like they'll, it's like a tick. Like that's the only way I know to describe it. It's like there will be no music. They're not on their phone. They're just standing there, and then they'll just like do like half of a move of a TikTok dance, and you're like, stop! You're you're being such a spaz. Well, anyways, some of some of the sixth graders were doing that on the sidelines, but instead of that, they're like doing it like a a euro step against a ghost and and like turned around instead of listening and learning the play so then when we get in like you know they only get like five minutes of action to to try something because we have to work out the a team and then they're all lost as easter eggs so yeah that them getting to sit on the sidelines is would not would not be good for them no not together and not on the, i was thinking like in the bleachers and they, you tell them like all right go sit in each of the four corners alone just yeah, sit. that okay, now that would be rough. Just sit. Yeah, that that's would all be you good. have to do. <laughs> it's I painful. Also think it's painful for next... me. It's like, <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, no, that would kill me. I would hate that. That'd be horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst um, torture is to have nothing. I also just realized our next practice is in the Omen Arena because that's where Ooh. our first our first home game is because they haven't finished remodeling our gym yet. Um. And, I mean, you've been in the Omen Arena. I could, I could make them run up and down oh. those, those stairs. Yeah, that would be that would be rough. I hated that when I ran. Uh, I did. I guess well, it wasn't in middle school basketball. It must have been when I ran. No, it was in wrestling. That's what it was. Um, I got in trouble for something <laughs> one time in wrestling, and I had to go run stadiums in our football. Uh, our football stadium outside and i was like i will never do anything wrong again as long as i live oh yeah running stairs is tough if you want to get really crazy with the stairs um one is the medicine ball run so you run up the bleachers but you have to hold a medicine ball above your head um, oh that's good and so another one is if you have the bleachers that they're like the sections of bleacher and steps right into so like you cut across yes one thing that you can do is you can like you go up the stairs and when you're going up the stairs, you can have the medicine ball in your stomach. And then when you you come down the bleachers part and the ball has to be uh-huh. above your head, then you can put it back down to go up and you do that one way and then you do it the opposite way. The other oh, one. Yes. And so you have to hold a medicine ball the whole time. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, this is good. That's the mis- we, misery. We have three medicine balls and four like those heavy basketballs that uh you know, you use for passing and stuff, but I could just do the three medicine balls and just have the kid that's not doing it either. Yeah, I can, I can improvise, but that might be a good idea. Just get the medicine balls, load them up in the car, take them over to Omen, have mm. them start going. That, that will do it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you gave me that idea. That That's likely to be the case. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, our next game is the Monday we get back from Thanksgiving break, and it's in the Omen Arena, first home game of the season. Uh, everybody come out and support the Cougars. <laughs> uh, that's get that's all there. I got. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for for bringing us back in, and I can't wait to hear about how it how it goes over there. That sounds so fun to play in Omen, honestly. Yeah. It. They, when we practiced in there the first time, they were like, kind of, they thought it was cool. Cause like they've grown up around Jackson and seen like big events happen there and stuff. Um, and they're like, oh, like this court's so much bigger than like our court. And I was like, no, 
<laughs> yeah, it, it just feels bigger. It feels bigger because it's like there's thousands of seats in here. Um, so we'll see. That's that's why they wanted to get under practice in there. It's just because they, you know, they're going to have some of that like depth perception stuff and like yes. the big lights will be on, you know, there'll be some nerves. Oh, that'll be amazing. That yeah. sounds so fun. For sure. All right. Well, thanks for letting me uh, talk basketball as always. And uh guess we'll see you guys next week. Actually, we we may not. I don't know if we'll get to pull off a Thanksgiving episode. If we do, it might be late, but we'll see what we can do for you. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. Well, bye, All right. y'all. Ta-ta.